Hello, lovely people. Welcome to the Thriving Women Artists podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I am Sarah van Dongen. I am Doreen Bellar. I'm Ping He. And we are here to share our creative journey and to support you on yours. Hello, good morning, everyone. And today we're going to have a very lovely, lovely interview with Anna Wilson. Hello, welcome, Anna. Hi, Ping. So nice to be here. Nice to have you. I have admiring your work from far away on Instagram everywhere. And today only will be you and me. And normally Sarah and Doreen, they are on the holiday right now. So next time we will invite you back and with three of us and maybe two of us and plus you. Welcome. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, hello, Anna. I'll, maybe, um, maybe can you, you know, we met like... Uh, at um make uh, many years ago 2017 or 2018 and i was building up my own uh portfolio and children's book and we just before the show we mentioned about we met at make art that sells lila rogers class i guess yeah i think that's when we first met each other that was yeah it feels so long ago now (laughs) i learned so much from that class Yes, me too. And your children's book uh, career took off from there. And uh, let's talk more about that later. And would you please tell us about your journey as an artist, how you started and what you have done before? Okay, so yeah, um, I think I have, I used to think it was an uncommon journey, but now actually I think it's quite common where I trained in something completely different. I was like a human geographer, an academic at a university Um, So I did a PhD in something totally different and studied for years, but nothing to do with art. Um, But while I did all that, I always drew on the side. So I I didn't really draw anything for stories. I more drew just for the joy of drawing, really. I I think I lived in lots of different places, but everywhere I lived, I always looked for a life drawing class. So I would then go and draw the model. And that was often all I drew for maybe like a decade. I didn't really draw anything else, but I did go to life drawing often weekly. Um, so for a really long time, I think I just drew from life and I loved it. But I never thought about doing it for money or even doing it full time. And then I got sick of academia. And I think I had the chance, my husband got a job in Mongolia. Um, so I quit my job at a university in Australia, and I was going to write a book, actually, an academic book. But when I got to Mongolia, I just didn't want to do it. And instead, I drew a lot. And I ride <laughs> and horses? My... Pardon? And I ride horses? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I didn't ride horses. Everyone does ride horses. That's very true. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, it was great. I had a whole year nearly just to draw, and I realised how much... I didn't want to die without having spent much more of my life drawing. Like I really had that that feeling that like life's really short and like I've got to actually try and do this thing that I think I was always too scared to do. Um, and, yeah, I think that that's when I really started to, well, I thought I want to change careers. I don't want to go back to university. I also knew I didn't want to study again, so I didn't want to go and do any formal degree or I was like I'd spent so much of my life in university that I just didn't want to do that so I thought I had to teach myself so that was when I started doing lots of online workshops and different things I think I found the urban sketches early on um 
And that I found that so exciting because I don't think I knew there was anyone else that just liked to go and sit and draw from the world. And that was what I liked to do the most. So I was so excited to find other people that did that. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think um, yeah, I think it was just a love of drawing that I've always had, but no formal sort of education, but a lot of um, passion to try and basically just draw a lot and see if that could take me anywhere. And it slowly did, which is so great. <laughs> so inspiring. So inspiring because you mentioned something like, you know, you did a lot of study and also there's certain terms like you take your time and when you time you move to a new country, uh, you, you could do a lot of things over there, but you you choose something like you don't want, you know exactly what you do not want. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and then make a choice, you narrow down your choice and and what you mentioned, like you don't want to die and then without doing something you really want to do and then you figure out what you that's the drawing that you don't want to miss yeah and it's um yeah it's very inspiring I I always knew it. yeah but I think you, it sometimes it takes a lot of um courage to do that I think I didn't come from a artistic family and no one I knew was an artist or I didn't I wasn't as a young child I never went to art galleries I never I wasn't exposed to art at all and I'd, I'd never thought it was something you could make a living from even if it was the more commercial side of art like illustration or design I think mm-hmm. it wasn't something familiar to me when I was young and so and now so maybe can you take us like how did you get started as a children's book illustrator are you just concentrate concentrated on children's book right now or are you doing other like graphic novel as well or maybe a secret yeah well no so I think I always think it was interesting because I always liked drawing, but I actually always drew from life. I didn't really know how to draw anything else. So I think I actually was never sure. I, I always wished I could do books, but I think I never knew if I could because I only knew to draw what I could see. Um, and so it actually, that the big learning for me was and the big experiment was really trying to work out, like, can I also draw from imagination? Can I also invent things? Can I also um, work that out. and that was actually when I did make up that sells when I met you I was I, and when I sort of thought I wonder if if it's possible for me to do children's books you know so I think for me that was a big leap going from life drawing and drawing from the world and drawing from things I can see to drawing from imagination and I I was surprised how much I loved trying and also how bad I was at the start <laughs> well that maybe wasn't surprising but it took a long time to feel confident as confident in drawing from imagination and in inventing worlds and things as a dude from drawing from life and the world. And it's still something that I, I, I still like to do both. I like to draw from life, but most of my income and most of my um, professional work at the moment are book is book related. So picture book um Work, I, love which is I love your scenery and I remember every week we have review Anna's work is always on the l- review and you know, a very selective amount of students will be on the review list and Anna's work is always on this so I remember your work <laughs> <laughs> I felt so lucky to get reviewed you wouldn't believe how exciting it was at the yeah time. <laughs> I still remember the um there's like a little girl with like a wolf and then you you made it it's like very unique angle I thought Oh my God, she has been drawing life for a long time because most people are very flat and you have so many perspectives and they're like, wow, it's so different from the rest I have seen. (laughs) 
Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I think that's something though. It's funny. I think I also often wish I drew more flatly or more um I guess abstractly. Sometimes I feel like I draw very true perspective and very like almost too realistic for my own liking. I, I would like to be able to be more free and um flat with things as well. So it's funny how it I'd like to be able to break all those rules that I think I learned from drawing from life a bit more. Yeah. Something I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you mentioned something about your drawing, life, life drawing. You did a lot of life drawing. And many of artists we also on the podcast, they also do like academically, they do like model drawing, life drawing. And then some people also have to transform to children's book. And then it's really struggle for them. Like you see what you, you draw, what you see, and then now you have to add imagination, something yeah. that you, there's nothing in front. You have to create something from nothing. So it's very struck. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely fun. different. I think I still like, I really use life, like drawing from the world a lot today still for my books, but more to experiment with materials now. So I think that I love to just like, if I get new paint or new ink or new, or I wanted to see if I can use it differently. I still really love going and like sitting, you know, in, in the city somewhere or in a park or wherever and drawing what I can see as a way to play with like materials. Cause then I don't have to imagine at the same time as playing with the materials. Like I can still just use what I can see to experiment. And then I can use what I learned from that back in the, back in the studio or at my desk in a book in a more yeah. imagined way. But I like, I do enjoy starting always from, the world because it's it's easier for me it's more yeah. relaxing i can see your excitement when you see the material i can see your excitement because i we are now also on the zoom so i can really see and feel <laughs> that you know you have all the material in front of you and you're on the street and you in cafe you draw people I, i'm amazed to see you know every time like so complex and I like how many days she has to be drawing because you are on the spot and how quick you have to draw and and how many works you put out there on your Instagram. I'm very, you know, you're a hard worker. You're very dedicated to working ethics and, and you're just like a passion coming from your Instagram feed. Like, wow. <laughs> and now I see more of your books coming out. Yeah, thanks, Peg. It is like far my favorite thing to do. So I think... I just want to be able to keep doing it really like so that's all I, I I love doing it I love my job and I love drawing yeah and I can really see it for your your passion and you do a lot more colors I saw before more black white and now more 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 colors I I really like and also more yeah I think yeah. that that came from um another uh course or another group of people that I found um not long after makeup that sells the orange mm -hmm. beak studio mm -hmm. Um, and I went on their retreat for children's book illustrators in 2018 or 19, I can't remember, and they told me to get rid of my black pen <laughs> and stop using it and um, do something else. And I remember at the time I was, like, quite horrified because I was quite pleased with the work I was making with my black pen and I, mm -hmm. I didn't really know what to do with what they told me and I think I left feeling a bit down about it all but then I learned so much from that because I think I I didn't use it again and I was like okay I'm gonna really work on color and really work on you know adding to my pile of materials and I think that was one of the key moments in starting to become successful like it was yeah. not long after that after letting go of the black pen and kind of some habits and being more playful with color and richer with color that I started to um 
well, I got my first picture book and then I got an agent and then that helped me get lots of the rest of the books. Okay, wow. Yeah. And and, yeah. and did agent find you or you go to a special place to find agent or is it a secret? <laughs> oh, no. So my agent is Jodie Hodges from United Agents and she's most fabulous. I, I feel so lucky to be um, work with her and she found me on Instagram actually. Um, it was interesting because I had three agents in a really short period, like within two weeks, I think, contact me. Um, and it was just after Folk Tale Week in 2020, the first year of COVID, that they all got in touch. And so I think it's not that they wanted to do anything with the Folk Tale Week stuff, but it was more that I think I feel like I must have sort of made, I don't know, just got better in a way that was obvious to more people because it just really seemed to be, yeah, all in one moment that people thought I was ready to make books. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you're also building, you 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 have been drawing, life drawing, and, you know, it's it's only just time. And then now yeah. plus you're willing to listen to Orange Beak, um, the uh, art re uh, retreat, and then, you know, children's books, not only black, white, they want color. And then yeah, totally. you add actual skills and you're willing to, in a struggle at the beginning, like this is what I always do. And then you listened and, you know, Orange Beak is certainly, they have certain, they have been in the industry for a long time and they have been working with the books. <laughs> yeah, they're fabulous. Yeah, I really yeah. recommend them. Yeah, yeah great. exactly. Um, I, I will put the, I will put in the show notes, the link from Orange Beak as well, maybe. I think yeah, it will great. be handy. Um, yeah, it's amazing that you, uh, now we talk about you have agent in 2020, well, everything is closing down, but everybody online often and you know I think artists also it's like a portfolio on Instagram you know you show up and then also the work you improve you can see from history from all the old posts and now you know every year your progress and now like yeah, I'm as ready for book you know <laughs> so three ages. yeah I think that's what happened yeah totally yeah um can can you tell us a bit more what you are working on right now and um yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. so I think I've um, got two books, one about to come out in October with Bloomsbury, um, and that's written by Holly Hughes and about a boy looking for a home and snow, and I'm very excited for that one to come out, and another one coming out in, I think, March or April next year, and that one's with Hachette. Wow. Um, and it also features snow. It's about a girl born in a really warm place who moves to a really cold place um, and hates it but then learns to fall in love with it. And um, I love that one too because I think that resonates with me a lot. I'm I'm from a hot place from Australia, and but I actually love the cold, so that was a really good one to draw. Um, yeah. And right now, this like right today, I'm working on two books at once. Um, it's the first time I'm actually trying to do two books at exactly the same time, so a six-month schedule to do too so that's a bit of a challenge because I'm doing all the roughs for both books at the same time and I imagine I'll be doing the final artwork all in October November for the same for two books at once so I'm hoping that it goes well but it's it's all right so far and one of those is um with Little Tiger and it's got die cut holes that look through to the next page so it's the first time I've worked on a book that I have to think about that so that's been quite a challenge but also really interesting um and the other one is another book with Hachette with the same author as the one about the girl moving to the cold place and that one's about a little boy and his favorite foods um 
which, yeah, so it's, they're my main projects at the moment. Thank you for sharing. Um, and also, um, what, what do you see yourself in three years from now? Yeah, it's funny. I read that question and I, I was trying to think of something ambitious, but I realized that I really just want to keep doing what I'm doing. Like, I feel like, I really feel like I'm living a dream life that I can't, that I just feel so grateful for and lucky for. Um, and I just really hope I still am making books. Um, and I also think perhaps it's, you can't take it for granted that you will be either, which is one of the challenges of the industry and one of the, um, things that make it endlessly interesting is I think you've really got to continue to grow and apply yourself and share and work really hard if you want to keep making books even once you've had some success so in three years I really hope I'm still making books <laughs> so humble you're so humble yeah definitely because and I can see from your Instagram and you know you know you you pick up from working with different publishers you're picking up all the skills from everyone and all the knowledge yeah. from everyone I'm 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 very curious how many books will be end of the 2024 I think will be 12 books I think <laughs> no I think maybe there'll be eight done by then okay yeah 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 for, yeah. for uh for on um there more books are there and the publisher will come to contact you or agent will contact yeah, you. yeah you're right and I think it's amazing how much I have learned like working with art directors and um designers and editors and the team at the publishing houses that I've worked with I've felt so lucky I've I really have learned heaps from each book. So, yeah, I also hope they keep getting better. <laughs> and uh, what kind of, um, let me see, what kind of um, things you have learned working with art director and uh, with agents? Like, like name a few things. Yeah, I think um, I found it interesting. One of the things I think, I think I've made so much work just sort of single pages, even if they were folio pieces with the same character that I hadn't really thought heaps about the flow of books. So I think I learnt, I've learned a lot about even making sure the characters are kind of facing the way the story's going and like the page turns, um, making sure that it, it sort of there's anticipation. And I think I was much better at doing single scenes, like lots of, quite clear single scenes but the whole storytelling like the bringing to life of the story through the page turns and helping the reader want to turn the page and everything I think that's something I've I've learned heaps about mm -hmm. um also probably I've always liked composition but it's I think a picture book is um can be a real exercise in composition and trying to make sure each page is interesting and different enough angle and um but sometimes that's really hard like I think I did a giant book with Bloomsbury the heart of the giant um written by Holly Hughes and because it had a giant in it and a little boy um and they wanted the whole giant visible on every page rather than just a bit of the giant so it means that the scale it was very difficult compositionally to try and make it interesting because I think if you always have a giant at full size and then the little boy's tiny and then the I don't know. Anyway, so lots of um, lots of things about storytelling. I suppose I think I'm, I've always liked drawing, but I'm less experienced, and I've got a lot of experience drawing, but I was less experienced making a story work. I think when I, when I first did my first books, and I've learned a lot from that. Fantastic. Thank you for thank you for encouraging me as well because I'm already draw from life, and now we're like I'm not good at. It. I'm panic. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why. 
um, I pick up my greeting cards because then I can in my own time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice to do that too. I love doing that work as well. I think. It's a lot of flat and no perspective. <laughs> yeah, your work's beautiful. Okay, you're, it's beautiful. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, do you can you make a list of few people that in the history or modern modern world who inspired inspired you as an artist? Like I see images I love and I get really obsessed with them, but I'm never, I never know much about the people. Like I'm not someone that knows heaps about individuals, but I did sort of have a think. And I think one of the names that came up for me was Carson Ellis, the US illustrator. And I think I love her, the flatness to her work mm -hmm. and her color. And I also think she really has known how to just um, stay in her own lane and not be distracted by trends or anything around her and just keep making work that she wants to make. And I think that's something I have to remember all the time. I think it's really easy to get distracted and think what you should make or what, what a publisher wants or what rather than just really going a bit more internal and making what I really want to make and, and what rings true. So I, I really admire her for that. Um, and then I thought of... Um, Debbie Millman, I don't know if you know her, she's a graphic designer from the US and she runs, um, I think it's one of the oldest podcasts around Design Matters um, and she interviews wonderful designers and artists. But I think that I just, she's such a good storyteller. I just really admire her storytelling. And when I was first trying to make a living from art, I've, I also did a lot of graphic design and I taught myself that and I felt like her passion for that just, was what made me um really inspired to keep to keep going so she's another one and then another one Sophie Blackhall um who's another Australian but left Australia to the US quite a long time ago um and I, I love her books but also she recently opened Milkwood Farm which is a barn she renovated in I think upstate New York as a home for children's literature and kind of has a lot of retreats and events there and I think I think being an illustrator can be really lonely. So I feel like people that make an effort to really um, connect the community and bring people together and make spaces for that to happen, I, I really admire that. So there's three for you. Oh, wonderful. We, we're going to make a, a show note and we're going to put the link cool. on their website and maybe other listeners can check them out and, you know, make a community of people like-minded. Great. <laughs> Thank you for making the list for us. Um, last but not least, and, um, and you know, you are in the industry for a while and um, have learned a lot of lessons and done a lot of things. And name a few things if you do, if you start again, what will you do differently and lessons you have learned? Yeah, I think, I think that's hard. I think I'm not sure I would do anything differently, but I would think differently about it. I think... I think being, um, I think most of us that do this kind of work are really high, like really big self-critics. And I think really, you know, talk ourselves down or tell ourselves a lot we're not good enough. And I definitely do that. So I think I would try and do less of that. I mean, I still, I still work on that, but less of that voice that tells you that it's rubbish or that's crap or don't try. And so I think, I think trying to manage that negative voice earlier, I would try and do that if I did it again but I think and I think also that kind of associated with that is 
I think I remember when I got my agents, I remember I was at a point where I was like, what else do I have to do to get like any success? Like, I feel like I'm making good work. I'm making lots of work. I'm sharing work. Like I was really at a moment where I couldn't, I was starting to get a little bit down that like, how do I actually get anywhere? And, but then that the next week I kind of got three different agents and then I really, so I, I think that I really do think just keeping on going and not, not worrying about what's ahead is something that I still, a lesson I still try and um, live by because you never know when you're about to have a breakthrough or when, whether it's just your work's about to sort of grow or go to a new level or whether you're about to get a great book deal or whether like you, you might be this close and if you stop, like you never get there. So really just continuing on despite, um, you know, how, how it can feel. And I think part of that is loving what you do. So the other thing I think I've learned a lot is, ways to kind of rekindle the joy because I think when it becomes a job work like this can get you can get tired you get sick of it there's deadlines you feel like you just got to pump out things that you you know you're not that proud of because they have to come really quickly and you haven't got enough time but I think to to work out ways to keep loving it is really important and so I think now I've I've got better I think at um, having sets of activities to do or sort of things to go to re-remember why why I love it so much. And usually that is going to draw from life. It's taking my paint out into the world and painting something on the street or on the beach or in the in the cafe or whatever. And I think remembering to do that is um I'm getting better at remembering to do that. So less less down about things. Oh, thank you. This is really, you know, when I'm listening, I can really imagine the time you're busy with your know a commercial work and then you pick up your experiment material or your material go to the cafe to recharge and then you know such because a lot of people and also we talk about keep on going and then like only one inch some just like one inch you're almost on the on the level you want but just have to climb that one inch you know a lot of people just many many of artists just give up and they just before you give up you just say to yourself like that's only one inch more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, I mean, the people who don't give up are the ones that get there, aren't they? Or the ones that get to do it, keep going. <laughs> yeah. <the> indeed. <laughs> indeed. And like at Asberg, you know, a lot of people on the on the on the base, and there's a, a few people on the top, you know, and yeah. that people be on the top. Not only the skill, but I think a skill you learn on the way, and sometimes also you're buying, taking different jobs and also practice your muscle to take more more good jobs. And at the beginning, everybody wants best book and best author to illustrate their book, but you, your level is not there. But then, you know, you mentioned like you keep on refining your skill, keep on showing up and, and also manage your own kind of expectation as well and also balance your work as well as your joy uh, painting or drawing at the first place and it's that's very yeah. uh, very good very important as an artist's balance you know yeah I think so <laughs> yeah. and I think that's it and then I'm very thankful for your time and where can our listener find you on social media or um, if they want to undermine your work um, yeah the best place is definitely Instagram um, I'm a bottle full of rain on Instagram um and then yeah that's i'd say that's the key social media that i use 
All right. I will list also your Instagram on the show notes as well. Thank you, Anna, for today, and I hope to invite you back. And、uh, thank you, listener, for coming back another exciting episode with us. And、uh, we will have more more interview in the future. And、uh, goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please check out our show notes or our website, thrivingwomenartists.com. If you like our podcast, please leave a review. See you next week.